Hi, I'm Tanner Olson, and this is Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually keep going. Welcome. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to say thank you, thank you for listening and for sharing this podcast with your friends and with your online community. I love seeing y'all share this podcast around. Thank you so much for tagging me in it. And as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are new to the podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and sometimes on Thursdays as well. Today's episode is a bonus episode. It's a conversation with my friend, Flame. Flame is a rapper, podcaster, writer, speaker, and the founder of the Extra Nose Academy. He's appeared alongside rappers NF, Lecrae, KB, Tadashi, Trip Lee, and today, (laughs) he's next to me. (laughs) Flame has been described as an artistic theologian, and that will come out in our conversation today. I've long admired Flame's passion for spreading hope through music and conversation. Before you close out of today's episode, make sure you check out the show notes. There you can find links to Flame's website, Instagram account, and more about the Extra Nose Academy. And after this conversation, I think you're going to want to check out his latest album, Word and Water. And you can find that wherever you stream music. But let's not waste any more time. Here is my conversation with Flame. So you just said that you moved from from St. Louis to Florida. And I, so I left Florida at the age of 18 and went to Concordia, Wisconsin, up in, well, like outside of Milwaukee. And I was like, it's not going to be that bad. Like, it can't be that different. Like, it's still the same country. Um, But... You take away the sunshine and you add like snow and gray and dark and cold. And I was, I, I, for a long time, I was like, God, I think you made a mistake. I think that you sent me <laughs> to the wrong spot. Cause it was, Seriously. it it's was noticeable, it's, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. noticeable shift. St. Louis is like that. I mean, we have obviously all four seasons. So the summers are, you know, warm and hot and mm-hmm. it's super humid, sticky. So, you know, but man, it could really get gray and rainy and cold. Yeah, when you're just in a house like that, just yep. looking out the window, <laughs> it, it, can, it can mess with your mood, bro. <laughs> I spent I spent nine nine months in St. Louis, like my year, the year after college. Okay, and it was nice because of the sunshine. It was a little bit more sunshine than than Wisconsin, obviously. But then when the yeah. winter came, I was like, it felt a little bit more depressing than the Wisconsin winters because it was like, but we're not like in the North Midwest anymore. Like we should yes. have more sunshine. How has, um, how has the sunshine affected your art and creativity? Oh my goodness. It, it's so interesting that you phrase it like that because I, that's one of the places I identify some of the new energy that I feel. So mm-hmm. not only is it theological and just, you know, personal, but it's also um, just from creation. I feel this sense mm-hmm. of, um, it sounds super like <laughs> spiritual and new age, <laughs> but I literally feel centered, bro. I, I feel a sort of uh, peace and connection with this aspect. I think it also has a lot to do with growing up in the city, in the inner city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, outside is in a place that um, 
that you necessarily look to connect with creation. I mean, you're having fun as a kid, but then it's also mm -hmm. scary and dangerous things to be aware of. But just being here as an adult uh, with the weather conditions, it just allows me to really take it all in. And that just gives yeah. me headspace to think and imagine and, mm -hmm. you know, piece together ideas and concepts that really affects my art, bro. Seriously. Yeah, it sounds weird I, I, in I, new I, age, but but it's true, bro. And, I think I, I mean, it doesn't sound weird to me. I've been saying it for a long time. I was like, I can't live in like a place where it is cold and dark. Like I need the sunshine to function. And yeah. I think that when in the last the last week here in Nashville and we're recording this kind of like middle of, of May, but like the last week here in Nashville, the sun has come out and I have written things in the last five days that I could not have written during the winter. And, but on the flip side of that, like, I'm sure you can say the same thing. Like there are things that I've written in dark seasons, both like, you know, mentally, spiritually, you know, however, like uh, climate wise as well, that I couldn't have written when it was nice outside. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you get like, you get both aspects of that, but we're not here to talk about the weather. I mean, we can, but like, it's, I think we covered all of it, but I, you do, a you do a lot of things. So yeah. I, for a minute, for those of you, for those who are listening, who, who may not know who you are, like when you meet somebody at a party and they say, Hey, what do you, what do you do? How long is your, first of all, how long is your answer? But what do you, what do you tell them? Man, it, it's always weird trying to define it. So one phrase I've heard recently, uh, someone described me as an artistic theologian. I was like, I like that. That's pretty cool. But normally I'm, I may introduce myself as a writer, as an artist. Um, that sort of gives people a framework. Then they're like, oh, what kind of writing? What kind of theology? That kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's how I really understand myself. Just trying to communicate the human experience and weighty theology. So I'm trying to connect the dots between these lofty ideas that really should function as simple truths that help us process life and enjoy life. And mm -hmm. so in my art, that's my goal is to marry um, biblical teaching, theology with the mundane, the simple, the practical experience of our everyday lives. So I'm always trying to marry those two things. But you, yeah. you do this in a way that's extremely accessible. And I think most people know, know you through your music. When did, when did that all begin? When did you becoming flame and becoming a rapper? When did all that start for you? Yes, it started just as a kid, right? So growing up, mm -hmm. um, pretty much hip hop culture, rap music was the air that you breathe. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. I love the social commentary, just sort of hearing from women and men that were older than me, but were mm -hmm. using words and imagery and punchlines, metaphors, similes to talk about things that were most natural for me, talk about my defaults and how I also process the world. So to hear that back from the older guys and girls that made it sound cool, it rhymed, they had fashion along with it and a certain lingo that gave a certain confidence in uh, just a, what can be considered a tumultuous, turbulent environment. So that's how it started. And then probably around fifth grade, I tried my hand at it. I was like, you know what? I want to try to write a song. So I was just rapping about staying in school, hanging out with my <laughs> friends, just like, you know, regular stuff. And then as I aged as a you know teenager, I started talking a bit more about my fantasy of the adult life, of what I imagined being a free human being looks like to be able to do this as much as I want with my sexuality, with my imagination, with my 
with my uh, male bravado. And I just really <laughs> gave myself to those types of ideas. And then as I was trying to also process my Christian influence, I was like, man, I think these things contradict in many ways. So how can I shave off the things that are offensive to God, but maintain the artistic beauty that God has placed in creation and, and have those things as a package. And mm-hmm. that's really how I kind of came to this place of, ah, I think I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, yeah. so when you first got started, it wasn't like, maybe you don't even call yourself a Christian rapper now. Do you, do you uh-huh. say I'm a Christian rapper? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think, yeah. um, I mean, it feels limiting when people are like, when people say, hey, you're a Christian writer or a Christian poet. I'm like, you're, well, you're certainly not, you're certainly not wrong. However, like I also speak and talk and write about other things as well. True, true. And I I think that's a luxury that you have that I was not trained or sort of taught earlier on in my Christian Mm -hmm. walk. So in my journey, it was sort of like you become a Christian fill in a blank to really show God how serious mm. you are about your faith. And uh, so I, I didn't get the the helpful idea that said, you can do that and you can also just sort of generically express yourself in life and God is still okay with that. So yeah, I, I just didn't get that, that helpful, you know, discipleship in that way. So now my music is is most natural for me, but it is very over the top, didactic, teachy, scriptural-based <laughs> music. <laughs> so when people yeah. call me a Christian rapper, it's very fitting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because I, I so I just listened to your latest album, Water and Word, and it's really good. And we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, but as I was listening to it, I'm like, you're just dropping scripture after scripture after scripture. And I'm like, I don't know if he wants to be called a Christian rapper. <laughs> if he If he doesn't, He's not making a good case for himself, but he certainly is. Like, but let's talk about the album because it's it's really good and it's it's different than a lot of other like I would say Christian hip hop albums that come out, or even just like Christian artists, like what what they put out. And like you said, like you're an artistic theologian or or, or a theology artist or whatever it is, right? Um, but what what was the heart like behind this particular project? Yeah, so I had a I had a specific audience in mind. So I'm thinking okay. about people who are in some version or another a part of Christian thought that says you're you look within to prove or affirm that God is growing you, that you are really a Christian. And I'm I'm thinking about that person who's trying their best to perform external works to uh, show God something, but they're, they're, they're sensing within themselves, their own hypocrisy, their own disintegration and the struggles with just being a human wanting to do one thing, but having this other pool, this other sort of magnetic pool that's drawing you away from the things that you believe are good and right. So I'm ha- I have that person in mind. So I want to show them in the scriptures where God has thought ahead of us to give us that peace, to give us that rest so that we can freely move into the world and not have to be overwhelmingly com- concerned with, man, let me show God how much I love him. As if you can actually uh, pull that off in some way that he'll say, woo, you, you killing it down there, right? 
So that uh, it's a very specific audience that I have in mind. And I'm just trying to show them the freedom in the gospel in a way that they think they have, but functionally they know they don't. Mm -hmm. And what you do a lot in your, in your writing and your speaking, it, it, it always comes back to the scripture, right? The scripture says this, and it says this. And I think as I'm listening to why, well, as you're talking now, but as we listen to your music too, I think a, a lot of what you are saying is you have this invitation, uh, this like, somewhat Psalm 23, like invitation to come and rest and be. And I, I really, at least that's what I get from it. And I know, I know as an artist, sometimes you write things and you're like, this is what I'm writing it for. But somebody takes it and is like, well, this is how I am interpreting it as well. And you just kind of hope it's still good. Um, <laughs> what, but uh, in this album, you talk a lot about baptism. And I know based off following you on social media, like I think if if I get you going on one thing, it's probably like St. Louis or baptism, right? <laughs> and so like, if you want, I, I want to give you the opportunity to step up and like, just talk a little bit about um, how your view of baptism has really, how, how it influenced this album and how it tends to influence uh, the way that you navigate and live your life. Yeah, great question, bro. So, so one of the things that I thought about doing after being exposed to Lutheran theology was to go back and articulate the things that I was learning and the journey. So the lived experience of it and the actual information that impacted me. So I started this thing called the Extra Nose series. So the first project was titled Extra Nose, where I'm just talking about how we are saved based upon Jesus's works, not our own. And then the next project was Christ for You, where I just unpacked the Lord's Supper and how God has given us um, another means of assurance. And then now we're talking about word and water. So that's baptism. So I'm like excited about it because it's another branch on the tree, so to speak. It's another tool in a toolbox for people that are, especially I think about people that are struggling with insecurities. Um, they have like a lower view of themselves. They kind of have this fog clouded over their personal perspective of their own self. And mm -hmm. they, they may not feel good enough. It's difficult for them to lay hold of these sweet promises. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to do that by being more sincere or being more um, pious in how they deal without anything good in this world. You know what, God, I don't want to ask you for much. I just want to, and they sort of take mm -hmm. this somber approach to life, hoping that God would just ease up on them a little bit. That's the way they see mm -hmm. the world. And then I'm thinking about the person that feels very confident, like I'm pretty good. I, I think um, I got this Christianity thing figured out and they're leaning in on that level of performance, hoping for the same thing, that God will give them this big thumbs up. So baptism is another way for me to say, hey, God has already thought steps ahead of you. So you don't have to do and function in either one of those gears. You can just lean on his promise to save you, to preserve you, to inspire you to do good things in the world based upon baptism. So to connect this thing to our practical lived experience is just a awkward way of viewing life. But I think that's the point of the scriptures is to show how these ancient realities are still relevant for our lived experience today. Yeah, that's good. And it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think one of the things that uh, Lutherans do a good job at is like, you just got to lean into the mystery. 
and you just you lean in and you trust and it is like i don't i don't have all the answers but he gives us this and so i want to sit with this and i'm going to live inside this mystery and i think that's what makes it so uh at least for me, fun to be like an artist or a creator because we get to take the mystery, but also the promise, and we get to kind of put that together and then share it with the world. So yeah. when it comes to your like, when it comes to your writing and your creating, like what is your what is what is your process? Like let's just take this this latest album. Like what was the process, kind of start to finish? How did you approach it? Yeah, so one of the things that I always do is so I like to have good conversations. So I'm always going to ask mm -hmm. questions. If I'm in a social setting, you know, I, I want to sort of um, just get my finger on the pulse of people's way of seeing themselves in the world. So I'm going to ask questions that may not seem related to anything per se, but but I'm I'm intentional about it. So I may mm -hmm. I may be at the barbershop and I'll just ask people like, man, what what do y'all think about um about heaven, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I throw some out there. And, uh, you know, especially in hip-hop culture, there's, it's kind of like uh, country music. There's just this, this romance between Christianity and this particular genre of music. And people included in their music, the most popular mainstream rap artists are either professing Christians or grew up in a church. Mm -hmm. So people like to talk about these things. And then what I end up, hearing mostly is that there's something surrounding hoping that our good will outweigh our bad. So it sort of leads back to that. And then I'm able to say, man, if, if just the average person at the barbershop from five to, you know, 50 is thinking, I hope my good outweighs my bad. Then I want to come in with a expression of art that catches them right where they or already thinking about life and the way they've kind of summed it all up. So in the end, I hope that God sees that I tried to do my best. I want to speak to that. So then if they, if they hear my music as they're doing life, they can have something else that sort of comes into the conversation from without, but through the imagination though, that's one of the things I love about the arts is people tend to put a wall up intellectually. So if you try to introduce ideas to them, they already may be defensive or they already have an answer for it. But if you can make it sound good, look good, and 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 feel good, it sort of seeps through the imagination, and then it, then the intellect lets its guard down, and now you're wrestling with these new ideas that otherwise you probably wouldn't let into your mind because you're closed off to religion or Christianity in particular. But now through this project that sounds pretty cool, you're like, huh? I didn't think about <laughs> that, and I, I get that all the time. With let's just say, so if my if my album charts on iTunes or something like that. It'll just be random music lovers that'll click on it because of the placement. And they'll mm -hmm. be like, man, bro, I'm an atheist. And I, I left Christianity years ago, but I just saw your, your song or your album on the top 10. And I just randomly clicked on it. And this is, this is really good. You got me thinking. I love those comments, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Do you, does your, um, how full is your inbox? Like on Instagram, is it pretty full? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's yeah. mayhem, bro. I try to go through and respond as much as I can, and then it just gets crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> how many, I mean, it's probably a lot, but like yeah. the conversations that come out of that, does it, do those conversations remind you of why you're doing what you're doing? Yeah, they really do. They really do. And, and 
one of the things that makes me think about is alongside of what I do, I love that in the Lutheran understanding of Christianity, artists can come alongside of my didactic approach and just tell good stories. They don't have mm-hmm. to be teachy or, or, or theologically weighty, but they could take the same truths, the mystery of life that you talked about, and they could tell good stories about love, about brokenness, about confusion, about pain. And, you know, I, I imagine that if someone runs into good art in cinema, just through good Christian writers, especially Lutheran, because we can push the boundaries a little bit because we're not afraid of, oh, God's going to think I'm, uh, um, you know, I'm not good enough if I really yeah. express anger or something like that. We're free yeah. to sort of dance in the arts, mm-hmm. right? So I, I imagine a time where it's just so much good writing and artistic expression out of the Lutheran camp. And then mm-hmm. as people are, are loving the redemptive themes as they see on stage or in film or in music, and then they run into a project like mine that adds terminology and church history to undergird those ideas. Now they know what they believe and why they believe it with phraseology and just that combination of things. Oh my goodness. I think that I do humanity well, bro. I think it is doing humanity. Well, (laughs) one of the things, one of the things about um, being, being an artist or being somebody who like puts a lot of, I hate the word content, but I'm going to say it, but puts a lot of content (laughs) out, you know, like, how do you feel about the word content? Do you like it? I don't like, it's just like one of those things where I'm like, that's just, I'm, I'm, Part of part of being an artist these days is you have to play the game of the internet, which means you have to keep sharing things. But yeah. I think one of the things maybe from the outsider's perspective is they they see maybe what you're doing or what I'm doing. They're just like, oh well, well, well Flames, he, he's you know, he's just a rapper or or Tanner, well, he's just like a he's just like a poet. But like what they the thing that they don't see is uh, and what we're talking about is is these conversations that are happening over and over again in our inboxes or before shows or after shows. And it is like, I, for a long time, and maybe people have said this to you too, like, you know, why don't, why don't you become a pastor? Why aren't you a pastor? And it's like, I, I'm, I'm not a pastor, but in a lot of ways, people come to me with a lot of things that they probably wouldn't come to a pastor about, right? Or or maybe they would, but I think like the fact that I am an artist or a poet and you're a rapper, I think, people are going to come up to us and just say whatever they want. Yeah. You know, because we have been extremely honest and vulnerable in our work and our art that they think that they can do the same as well. So with all of that, like how has, how has God grown you through the art that you are creating? Yeah, that's really good, bro. Um, one, I mean, everything you said, I, I ditto. Um, I, I do feel like on a personal level, what it's allowed me to do being in this sort of middle space as a bridge between the average person and the the community of the saints, it's grown me in terms of having a good temperature on people. So, um, you know, it really makes me sensitive to the the church worker and, and what they're dealing with and just the ebb and flow of that lifestyle and then I think about the average person that has no clue of liturgy or anything like that. They just they're doing life. And, um, you know, I think about the, the Great Commission, that word go, you know, a lot of scholars say it really just means as you're going, as you're doing life. 
right? So just as you're doing life, go out, baptize, teach people all that I've taught them. And I think being an artist allows me to really own that just as I'm doing life. I'm not a pastor. I'm in these different spaces and people can sort of reimagine God through me. So they may have thought one thing about God and Christianity because of the pulpit and liturgy, but then they run into a, a rapper who's from the hood, who's talking theology and it just makes them reimagine the whole thing. And they say, man, maybe there's a place for me among God's people if he's okay with your expression of things. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. that that helps me to stay on the ground. It helps me to think about how to talk to people. So mm-hmm. I want to I use my words in a way that a child can understand, a person with only an eighth grade education can understand, and a man who's a woman who's likes to wax eloquent and think loftily. I want to be able to sort of become all things for all people. And I think that's what being in this artistic space allows me that freedom to be kind of, I don't know, flexible, if you will. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's really good. I I think, and you do a good job of this too. And and it's, I'm just kind of offering you what I have. Right. And it's like a, this, this work that I get to create is a gift. Also, it'd be nice if you paid for it, but it is a gift, (laughs) right? You know, Um, when, uh, when people stumble across your work, I mean, you have a lot of stuff out there. So maybe we should just talk about like your music. When they come across your music, what do you hope that they get out of it? Yeah, always, it's always very simple for me. I want people to experience the peace of God, bro. That's it. Because life is hard, it's confusing. And the last thing we need is to not know if we're okay with God. Right? That like, like that should undergird us mid amongst any scenario, whether it's loss of family member, loss of job, loss of good health, um, loss of an opportunity. But if I can know, man, me and God are cool, then I can I can be re-inspired through something else. But to, to also have the additional burden of, I don't know where I stand with God, if you value that concern, that could be the most troubling thing to a conscious. So I'm always thinking that. I'm always thinking just, the oxygen I draw within my own soul from knowing I'm good with God and anything beneath that, I'll be okay. You know, so that's my end game. Always, Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a beautiful answer to like, if somebody says, uh, Hey, like you just seem so relaxed or or like, you seem like you're having a good time being alive. What's like, well, like, you know, I can be like, yeah, because yeah. I'm good with God and yeah. that, that changes everything. Let's talk about, uh, the extra nose Academy. I, when that, when that came out, I was like, first of all, I was like, man, I can't keep up with this guy. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then I thought I don't have to, uh, which was very freeing for myself, but tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit about that. Cause I mean, I've said this like four times already, but you do a lot of things in, in this, in this artistic space. 2022, like you kind of have to do a lot of things in order to keep doing the one thing that you really love to do. But what is what is the Extranos Academy all about? Yes. Extranos Academy, it's a world, it's a hub where I want to curate multiple artistic expressions of edutainment. 
So I want Is that, people to have. Did you make that word up yourself? I did not. I wish I could take oh. credit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good. But just I want people to learn and and have fun doing it. I want them to to see learning as something that's uh, attractive and and beautiful. Because again, I think through the imagination, you can learn a concept sometimes a lot faster than just a lecture. So mm-hmm. it includes music, obviously. So the extra no series. It includes podcasting. It includes uh, conferences, curriculum. So I'm, obviously, I'm working on a book with Concordia Publishing House. Uh, it includes uh, Broadway plays. So these are these are all things that I'm working on. Um, right now driving my team crazy because <laughs> I, I just feel like for me personally, one of the things that's helped me cope is entertainment and information and in particular theological information. So a good, there's nothing like a good funny meme or something that's put together really well that makes you laugh. Uh, so I, I want to include laughter. I want to include, um, you know, drama where people can see moments of church history depicted but in a way that makes sense for contemporary times. So yeah, so that's what Extra Notes Academy is. It's just a, it's an edutainment world to have people enjoy and learn. I like that. So what's the, what's the, and this is a weird, but what's the big picture with it? Yeah. Is it, is it just like, we are just going to give information and, and entertainment away to people and educate them in a way that is, well, like new and exciting or what is the big picture behind it, I guess? Yeah, that's that's the big picture is to provide everything you just articulated, um, but in in a, in a in a space where it can be handed down. So yeah. so you come and you experience something, but you're also learning something. So you'll you'll have the educational component through an internship where you can come learn mm-hmm. a theology and and sit with myself and other people that are you know, scholars and theologians, you can come learn the information, hand it down to others, and then perform it back for another generation of people that will need it in books and film and fashion and dance. And like, they'll need these things as well. So I just want to create this hub that can live on beyond me. Um, The same way I read old ancient books. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, man, I'm, I'm so glad that these dudes are able to leave these ideas behind because I have the same question. So if I can do that, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. just from the, you know, educational side, but from the artistic side, then even when, when the production is outdated, another collection of artists can say, man, I see what the big homie was on. Let's take that and convert it to this. Yes. You, know, you see Disney does this well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, McDonald's does this well. They'll take an old idea, repackage it, and now, you know, the, all the princesses and Big Macs are selling to an entirely new generation, but they were created long ago. So I want the, I want the new content creators to throw that word back out yeah. there to yeah. see, like, man, this movie that Flame put together, or this play, this Broadway play, or this album was so lit, but it's, it's 50, 100 years old. But I see the blueprint that you left behind. Mm-hmm. Let's repackage it. I want to leave that blueprint. All right. So I got it. So you're creating the new Disney. Got it. Perfect answer. Hey. That's good. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Somebody's no, got to do it, man. But with, uh, with theological undertones and overtones. You feel me? I like that. 
I do. I think yeah. that's, I think that's great. And I, and I, I, what I, what I heard you saying a lot in this, and it's um, something that I've picked up in on the last couple of years. And, and I don't know, maybe you had this shift at some point, or maybe you've always just been this nice of a human being. But when I first started writing and creating, I wanted it to be about like me. Like I wanted people to be like, oh, that's the, that's, that's the writer. That's the poet. Like that's the guy who's selling books and doing this thing and this thing. And then something changed four or five years ago where I was like, I just want to leave something hopeful and honest behind so that the world can know that hope is real and that there is freedom in Christ. But I want to do it in a way that like comes from, from me and from my heart. And like, also I have no other skills other than like writing and feeling a lot of emotions. So like I was (laughs) bound to do this, but that's, that's what I hear you saying. And I, and I, and I like that a lot. I think that's really cool. But you said, you've said two things throughout the conversation. Uh, So there was extra nose Christ for you, water and word. What's, what's next? What's the next one? Uh, can and you I don't have you don't you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. I was gonna say, but is I it is it good? The element of surprise. <laughs> Just know it's in the can. It's in the can already. Can. You know, and, and and I think um, you know, this consistent format it, it helps mm-hmm. people really understand it and it's give it. I, I like I like building stuff, so I'm adding mm-hmm. these layers on top of each other, so they're all relevant. So you can go from this project back to the other one connected yeah. to the latest one so yeah so that was be- a, a question that was a question sent in on twitter from jeremiah he wants he nice. really wants to know i mean so do i uh <laughs> but we'll work on being patient and i'm excited for your books to come out with concordia um i'm working on a project with them right now and it's been it's been fun uh, what do you have an idea of what the book is about or can you tell us that or am i just gonna get you can tell us i can't tell no? you that yeah, yeah yeah i can't tell you all <laughs> that so basically um this this is just the journey because you know it's, it's just been a long road to get to mm-hmm. and it's to get to Lutheran thought and it's so funny because for people that grew up Lutheran you know they just they assume these realities and they're, they've been drawn on them for years and maybe even sort of disillusioned by some but as an outsider you know mm-hmm. i like I hit a point where I, I didn't know if Christianity made sense anymore. Like I, I didn't have any more spiritual stamina and I was ready to tap out. And uh, just through a fluke, a divine fluke, I call it, I found out about a Lutheran seminary. I didn't even know it was Lutheran. I just went to visit the campus, found that out like, oh, snap, this is like a Lutheran school. What do they believe? You know, I heard about <laughs> Martin Luther. And then once I enrolled, I had to test into the school and, um, and I just, I just sat and soaked and, uh, man, it just was, it was giving me life. So I want to tell that journey because again, I, like I said, I have that audience in mind. I know too many pastors and lay persons and just the average dude or woman that's struggling through Christianity, struggling through life. And they just have some, some fragmented ideas about God, bro. That's, that's just really strangling them. So the book is going to walk people through the journey and just let them feel the highs and the lows. And then the end game is the truths that I discovered in this ancient faith, man, as, as preserved through Lutheran thought. So, yeah, man. That's exciting. I'm excited yeah. for that. Congrats on the, uh, on the book. That's not, it's not a small thing. So we're Big excited. To- Likewise to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I love hey, what you're doing. I appreciate it. When it comes out, we're going to have to have you back on and talk more specifically about, 
yeah. you know, that's just that the whole, the whole journey. And I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to write like a, a memoir type book right now. And it is a huge shift to go from like poetry or, and I'm sure like the lyrics that you put down to being like, all right, well now I'm going to, I'm going to write about like myself and I'm going to put full sentences together, you, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, it's, it's a difficult thing. Have you, have you kind of experienced that in the writing process where it's like, all right, now I got to shift from like, this is going to be put to music and this is going to be written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Um, because when I first, my freshman year in college, I remember my English professor telling me, he was like, you write the way you talk. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he, so he started that process in me of like, it's okay to talk the way you talk. I'm not demonizing that. Um, mm -hmm. But writing is sort of a different language. So he yeah. started that discipline in me of really just slowing down and processing how to communicate in this genre or in this style. And really it's just carried me through undergrad, grad school, so I would like to think I can function in both gears now, just having to yeah. turn in papers with formats and styles and oh, citations and yeah, all that shenanigans, bro. They beat it inside of me, man. So, so, oh. I, I, but I like it though. Cause I get the sort of, mm -hmm. it makes me appreciate language more. It makes me appreciate communication and yeah. I can play with both worlds. I can intentionally use a fragmented sentence if I feel mm -hmm. like it's going to do something more than, what the rules demand and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So in this hip hop yeah. format where the fragmented sentence may serve better, but you know what? This time I think you'll get it more if I say it as I should, according to the rules. Yeah. So I like to yeah. play with both of those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know what you're saying. It's, it's funny. Like I'll, I'll, I'll write something in my office and, and my wife is brilliant and I'll, nice. I'll send it over to her and I'm like, and I'm like, does this, does this make sense? Like, is this where the comma goes? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're good. But yeah, you could you could try this. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Anyways, man. Um, well, before we get out of here, tell us where we can find your work. Like, what's the easiest place for us to connect with you and to listen to your music and to, to tap into the Extra Nose Academy? Yes, indeed. So you can go to extranoseacademy.com. That's the website that it just hosts everything. So the podcast is there. The music is there. Social media, all that. You can go to my YouTube channel, which is Extra Nose, Extra Nose Academy, and you'll see all of my playlists and, and videos there. And then lastly, just go wherever music is sold. Mm -hmm. All the digital outlets, all the streaming sources, you know, Search Flame, Christian Rap. Uh, there's a few other flames out there, so just know <laughs> if it's not <laughs> content that makes Jesus smile, you know what I'm saying, and doesn't disrespect authority and women, you know, if that's what it is, it's not me. So just know that. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. All, I'm all over the space, man. TikTok, all the Instagram. Like you mentioned, bro, you got to be everywhere all at the same time, bro. Are That's you intense. Well, let's close with that. Like, what is your relationship like with social media? Like, do you, because I there are seasons where I'm like, all right, man, like <laughs> you can be on Instagram for like 10 minutes today because your brain is just like melting away. Do you yeah. put things in place for you to like, just to stay healthy and to not give, give yourself to the digital world? Oh my goodness, I have to. So for me, it's typically Saturday and Sundays I tap out. You mm -hmm. know, So throughout the week, I try to stay active, posting, uh, responding to people. But Saturday and Sunday, yeah, I, I have to tap out because like you said, it becomes all consuming. 
And, you know, it's uh, it, it to me, it reminds me of God didn't create us to know what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And social media sort of undoes that. It's just this yeah. running ability to know what everybody's thinking. And, you know, there's peace in not knowing what the person sitting next to you is thinking and the person sitting to the right. You know, I think that type of silence in creation as it relates to what's in everybody's head was intentionally placed by God. And social media tries to undo that. So I have to get back to that silence somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I I think it's only with the metaverse, bro. I think we only scratched the surface, bro. It's going to be... Well, that that could be a whole nother podcast. We could dive deep into that because that is going yeah. to be a time. I don't. Oh let's goodness. just say silence and rest. It's a pretty good thing. It's a good thing. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Flame. Thanks for hanging out, man. I really appreciate your time. And everyone, I'll, I'll have show notes uh, links in the show notes. So everyone, go check that out. But Flame, I'll uh, I'll catch up with you real soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, bro. To be continued, bro. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Walk a Little Slower. Make sure you hit subscribe before you go about your day. Check out the links in the show notes to connect with Flame and follow along with his work and ministry. As always, you can find me online at Written to Speak on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also writtentospeak.com. If you would like to support this podcast and my ministry, you can visit patreon.com slash written to speak to become a patron. Your monthly donation allows me to spread hope and announce love through written and spoken word just like this podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Thank you again and again for joining us. Here is to walking a little slower.